Yeah, she finds some weird stuff in the bedding too. Like she's like, oh, there's something in here, and there's like a teddy bear, and then she finds something else, and she's like disgusted by it. And I couldn't see what it was because the video was old and grainy, yeah. and I was like, it looked kind of like cheese. Was it cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Baby Heath runs in the room. That's my later cheese. Fuck you. <laughs> Midnight snack. I do have later cheese. <laughs> In his bed. Oh my god. Having some later cheese alone in your house. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, except when Eli decides he's been too easy on us, and we do two of them. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who'd be a great politician? Who's that? Al Jolson. Al Jolson would be <laughs> an amazing Democrat Over politician. Qualified. And sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm amazing, Noah. Thank you for asking. Uh, glad, glad that Heath is back. Uh, in case you were wondering, yes, it was Steve buying his ticket that brought him back. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Steve. Yeah, so, Steve, Go you did it. Steve. Did it on everybody's behalf. And here's one you might not have expected. Sitting to Eli's immediate right is our special guest masochist today, the one and only Anna Bosnick. Anna. Hi. How the hell did Eli talk you into this? Uh, You know, Noah, I'm not going to say why, but I'll just say it has to do with a... Uh, because um, it's our Valentine's Day episode. Because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> and what better way to show you love someone than to expose them to old-time misogyny times, too? I'm not yes. going to lie to you, Noah. There might be a divorce coming. Right. No, yeah. I've noticed that repeatedly in the notes. There's, like, legal language in there. At one point, there's a there's an order there that he has to disclose all his finances. Okay, well, it's weird. All right. So the listeners are dying to know, will you angrily storm off at some point in this record? You know, Noah, I tried. I tried and then realized I couldn't and had to storm right back into the room and turn the movie back on. Well, see, that's what cracks me up about when Eli says, and this is the point where Anna storms out of the room. And I'm just like, well, that's one of the points where I stormed out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. so tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today first? Yeah, we watched two different movies again, just to be clear. First up, we watched The First Valentine. It's the story of that time the Hallmark Company invented Valentine's Day in third century Rome. Um, (laughs) Also about how God loves uh, spending time with blind people. God loves spending time with blind people. And Eli, how bad was that movie? Well, if you love Roman fertility rituals, but you wish they had more children pretending to be blind, you will love this movie. <laughs> and, and that's, by the way, that's an exhaustive list of the people yeah. who will like this movie, right? <laughs> All right. Yep. So that's what we that's what we watched first. Get excited. Uh, and Noah, why don't you tell us what we'll be breaking down second? Yeah. Okay. So we also watched... Love is for the Birds. This is another BYU production. It's the story of a couple of boring people realizing that they're really, really boring 
and not realizing that makes for a bad movie premise. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, and, and I've never gotten to ask this before. So, Anna, how bad was that movie? Well, if you listen to God Awful Movies, but you have never actually made it all the way through a single one of those movies, you will want to kill yourself. <laughs> fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck this podcast. Fuck you, Eli. I want a divorce. Already. <laughs> Can't have wow, one. we're in the Can't A segment. One. You got to put headphones on them. That's the way. <laughs> getting half of those Spider-Mans. I'm getting Just them. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, guys. This is the Valentine's yeah. <laughs> Day. Valentine's Day. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it, it, one question before we get to the best worst. I'm going to ask you guys, of the two of these, which was more romantic? Was it the one with the uh, with the elderly fella and the uh, and the 14-year-old girl? Or uh, was I'm going to stop uh, you right there, Noah. It's A. Two votes. Three votes. I like my child porn unsubtle. I got to say, honestly, the the, the fucked up thing is, though, that's also the right answer. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The romance between the two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys use either if you want here. Is there anything you guys want to nominate one of these for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah. uh, I'm going to go with best worst. Blind person. Solid. Um, solid choice. Oh, yeah. 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 One of the main characters in the first movie we're doing is supposed to be a blind little girl. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yes, that is the correct <laughs> phrasing, Anna Bosnick. She is incapable of remembering what that means. Yep. And so is everyone involved in the movie. She's yep. like locking eyes with people. Yep. She's running through obstacle courses. She, she runs through a DMV and she's like, A, X, B, D, R, T, bottom row, nail it. It's nonsense. Oh, we'll talk a lot about that, I think. Annie, you got any best worsts? Oh, yeah. And I'm going to nominate both of them for this one. I'd say best worst hats. Ooh, <laughs> that, that, that is a bother because you yeah. do, you have the world's weirdest football helmet oh. and you have hair cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not inaccurate. Yeah, no, by the end of this whole thing, we're going to have a woman who's very worried about static cling on her head. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with best worst lady thoughts. Right. So it's always uncomfortable when you see like the guy is writing what the woman is thinking. Like some guys are great at that. Some guys can really do that and make an effort at being good at that. Wendell O. Whitaker, not one of them guys. Not like, you know, (laughs) you could probably tell by the name. I feel like I can. So like there's a a moment in the second movie where several moments where the woman's having an inner dialogue and it is the most banal misogynistic imagining of what is going on in women's heads. Yep. Oh, it's just like, I deserve this. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's my fault he beats me. (laughs) No, we already did that movie, Anna. Get woke. woke. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with uh, another one for both uh, best worst wedding dresses. Uh, Uh, We have a choice in these two films between uh, every wedding of Anna's friends ever (laughs) and (laughs) mummies. So uh, there's every wedding Anna's ever told me to be quiet during (laughs) and a bride who looks like she should be in a battle with Brendan Frazier. (laughs) Look forward to him. All right, well, we've got double the dumbassery for you this week, so we're going to keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll dive into all the child porn preludes of The First Valentine. Hi, 
I'm your friend's cousin's roommate. And I'm a guy who shakes hands too hard. We're here on behalf of the National Coalition of Douchebags who make websites. For being tagged on Facebook to lying about our prices on Fiverr, NCDWMW assures that when you build a website, it takes not days, not months, but years. And that's why it's so important that you don't go to Wix.com. Don't use Wix.com. I mean, sure, Wix has easy-to-use drag-and-drop tools to make building a beautiful website a breeze. Whereas when you ask us a question, we'll respond so slowly that your answer will be dated like a 90s comedy. And yeah, with Wix, there's no need to know HTML or CSS. And with us, we'll literally speak fake code jargon at you if you ask us to change something until you either give us money or stop asking. When I built a website using Wix, I was able to set it up fast with one of their 500 templates as well as start and publish for free. Um, so I think like the email will be ready in five months. Make that 15 months. Oh, good. Yeah. When I used Wix, all the tools I need were already there. Unlimited storage, a custom domain, email addresses for your business, email marketing tools. They even have a dedicated support team who helped me along the way. I mean, you can text me, but I'm mostly just going to ignore it or I'm going to reply that I'm moving right now, like as though that was a response. So please, on behalf of overpriced website douchebags everywhere, do not get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast to get 10% off. Wix.com slash podcast. Don't do that. Hey, that reminds me. Could you guys help me with... Uh, moving. I'm, I'm moving right so now. So much moving. My girlfriend's moving too. Are you a Christian? Are you in love? Well, come on down to Tony D's house of Christian love, where we got all the non-fucking parts of love to fill your heart's desire this Valentine's Day. We got talking and not fucking. I like musicals. Yeah, musicals are okay, I guess. We got eating and not fucking. Hey, you want to make a 94-course meal? Sure, I guess. And of course, we got a ton of fighting and not fucking. Oh my god, do you have to tink your fork like that? Don't yell at me! Ah, my balls are forcing me into a split! Tony D's House of Christian Love. This... This is fine. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with a title screen that says, Hey, look, there's a cross on this little heart. Don't worry, Noah, this totally counts. This totally counts. <laughs> yep, and uh, along with the title, the only other thing it says on the screen is... Stereo sound in very yeah. big letters. They are Ooh, proud both ears. of their stereo. <laughs> like so movie, <laughs> critics are calling in stereo from start to finish. Very <laughs> All right, so uh, the the movie starts out. Leisure suit Larry's pimp is here to teach Roman <laughs> history. <laughs> He's like, I want an outfit that says. I hunt Mexicans in casual comfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and not just any Roman history. He's teaching them about. Lupercalia. Yeah, they their first thought, they're doing a school play about Lupercalia, the festival of running around naked, whipping people with sacrificial goat skins. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. They're having a fucking middle school celebration of 
fucking the Roman celebration of boobs that involves nudity, dog murder, slapping each other with shreds of dead goats, and by the way, a key party. That was the main <laughs> part of Lupercalia, which apparently they're gonna they're gonna reinstitute in this middle school. <laughs> yeah, they reenact that right now. That is the that is the inciting incident of this movie. <laughs> yes. Is nobody wants to fuck the girl with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> The girl with glasses, by the way, who uh, I have as American Girl doll Molly. And I know that some 90s kids out there will get that. Okay. Not all right. Yeah. <laughs> Heath gets it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So what I happens? They, they have their little Lupercalia thing. And then they go around and they give all the boys in class a, a flower that they make give to one of the girls. Like So they're just pairing them off into little heterosexual couples. <laughs> to. Do they have to fuck now? <laughs> I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. It's better than most public schools. It's just, it's just direct for my yeah, taste. Yeah, I don't I know. know. Call me old fashioned. But of course, one boy gets the flower and he has to give it to gross, nerdy girl in glasses. Ew. And everyone, Nerd. the entire class is like, ew, gross, nerdy girl with glasses. Yeah. It's supposed to be the she's all that girl. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, they right. don't yeah. do it very well. I wanted to see that moment, the like, she's all that moment, keep firing too early in the movie. <laughs> like, she just pulls out the hair pencil, shakes it out, the music's going. Everybody's like, no, 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 you're not. It's not no, yet. It's just, just keep, this no. Is no, act no, you're not supposed one. to be attractive yet. You're alone right. with the teacher. What's going on? <laughs> well, well, you played well. that music. You did that. You had a boombox. You took out a boombox and turned on the music. We'll do the music. It's in the script. Just relax. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so the bell rings and all the kids skedaddle. I love this, too, by the way. As the kids are running out, the teacher says, don't forget, you know, it's the last week on Roman history, so we're going to close things off by learning the important shit. Valentine's Day. Yeah, the last day of Roman history week. Jeez, what else could they possibly do on that? What, like the fall of Rome, maybe? Well, I can see why the Christians <laughs> don't want to talk about that. It's, it's like, I wanted him to just be like, all right, remember, kids, next week we're doing the Bacchae. Be ready for your blood <laughs> sacrifice, Tyler. Looking at you. All right, Everyone your blood bring sacrifice your own week. goat. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, but so the kids are all leaving, and he stops Tess. That's nerdy girl with glasses on the way out. And he says, hey, you know, when... When a boy had to give you a flower, everyone in, in the class just vomited on the floor. Do you want to talk about it? You want to make a fuck pact? <laughs> you turn turn 16 without getting laid. I will jump on that grenade. I've got you. Going. <laughs> this scene is uncomfortable. Oh. My notes are just, oh, I think I rented child porn by accident. Yeah, this was the first moment where I in this movie only the first moment in this movie where I was like oh wow Eli tricked me into watching porn again Frank mm. <laughs> yeah. War classic Damn. yeah we are not exaggerating by the way no. this is an extraordinarily <laughs> weirdly sexual moment between this old man and this high school student and she's like please don't make me hand in that report tomorrow how can I ever convince <laughs> you to give me an extension, so to speak. Oh, yeah. it, it really is that bad, too. Like, it, to the point where he says, you know, I want to give you a very special book that my grandfather gave to my <laughs> grandmother on their wedding day. It's got over 800 fuck positions in it with pictures. <laughs> what? I was like, oh, shit, he's going to give her the Bible. And then I'm like, oh, cool. It's not the Bible. It's just not history. Yeah, right. It's a not it's history book. Different theological A history. <laughs> Honestly, between the Kama Sutra and the Bible, which do you want a teacher to give your middle schooler? Which do you want a teacher to give? <laughs> Pretty obvious answer there. 
Um, okay, but no, but the book is the first Valentine. You see, we're going to princess bride our way into this movie, right? And grandfather gave this to grandma on their wedding day? That's just like a weird, weird thing to do and just like want it to be like hollowed out and there's like a strap on for pegging inside. Like, <laughs> He's digging a book. He's digging a book, girl. So uh, in this book lies salvation. Yeah. All right, so now we, we move into the story proper. Uh, nerdy girl in glasses doesn't have glasses anymore. She is Theodora, a Roman peasant girl. And she's blind, loser. Yeah. <laughs> and in these movies, these uh, period films, there's seems to be no better way to show that a character has a really tough life than to, you know, completely cover them in shit. Yes. Like, just head to toe, matted hair. Like, the costume designer gave her a, a shit bindi. Like, there's a <laughs> giant fucking dot on her forehead I of feel shit. Like, I feel like poor people were smudgier back then. Could we make her <laughs> also, do the people who made this movie think that before canes, blind people just wandered around with their hands out in front of them. When did they think the cane was invented? There was this movie brings up questions. <laughs> there were so many things they didn't get about being blind. For example, when the narrator is saying, like, all the other kids picked on her for being blind, they show a bunch of kids who have put on wolf masks to fuck with the blind girl. I feel like one of them steps was unnecessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so she's walking through with her little jug or something, and suddenly we see this Roman catcalling soldier guy, right? Yeah, yeah. catcalling. Serious uh, ancient Roman problem. Yeah, we haven't gotten much better at it. <laughs> yeah, And he thinks about fucking the blind kid, but nah, he's going to whip her instead. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's like, I would fuck anything that moves. And then he grabs the blind girl and says, except for this filthy blind girl with the shit on her face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just a review. On their wedding night, Grandma and Grandpa <laughs> were hanging out. And they're reading this book. Grandpa's reading it lovingly to Grandma on their wedding night. And then a Roman guy thought about fucking a blind girl. And then he was like, nah, that's gross. She's blind. I'll win her the blindness. Our marriage was fun today. So, yeah, so the soldier's like, I'm going to whip you because nobody loves you. And just then this dude shows up and it's the teacher guy, right? But he's dressed it's as a Captain Eyebrow. Captain <laughs> Eyebrow success. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like he's saving him up in case he needs a comb over later. That's something yeah. people do. You <laughs> feel like you're being weird about it. <laughs> right. But he says, he think the priest's like, I'm going to whip you because nobody loves you. And Roman guy stops his, holds his wrist and says, but God loves her. <laughs> Not, not like eyesight loves her. He doesn't love her eyes. He like, Less he than most, time with her. most yeah. people, obviously. But. Right. And, and there's this amazingly bad blocking here because the Roman soldier's like, I have no choice to respect your robes. One second, I'm about to exit the scene, so I'm going to tell this other line to your other ear. I do not take orders from a civilian. All right. Exit. Community theater levels bad. Oh, there are people running into each other in the background, right? Like comically bad football. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's some um, oh and the, but but then the mean soldier guy realizes that this old eyebrow guy might just be a Christian. He says, "You know what we do to Christians around here, right? We break their pots, <laughs> spills. That's what happens to Christian people." That was uh, I thought it would be more intimidating. Okay, uh, dumb workshop that. So, so Valentine gives the girl his water jug, his fancy rich person water jug, and he goes. 
it's the color of sunshine over a storm. And I just was like, dude, dick move. Like, yeah, she's oh, white. Uh, <laughs> not that you know what that is, but uh, um, yeah. Stupid. Sorry. Uh, it's uh, it's the color of uh, how blue Gatorade tastes. Is that what <laughs> No. Well, maybe he forgot she was blind because she was looking him directly in the goddamn <laughs> eyes through this entire scene. Yep. <laughs> so fucking bad. Okay. So, yeah. So the soldier's broken her water jug. He gives her a, a nice fancy water jug with a heart on it. And then they go to fill up the new water jug. This is when he reveals that he's Valentine. Yes, the Valentine. And they steal our bit from Bible Peace Theater. She's like, who's this lady with you? And he's like, oh, she's my slash servant <laughs> and friend. And they added friend. and friend so that it was like, oh, nice Valentine. <laughs> nice slave owner. <laughs> this guy surrounds himself with like attractive young, young women. So I'm just like, who is this other child that he owns? This is yeah. Crazy. Right, the Harvey Weinstein of his fucking day over here. And 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 she's like, but I hate being blind. Everybody hates blind people. And uh, Valentine goes, no, no, Christian God is uh, is into blind chicks. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's okay That's his kink. He's, uh, he's not very physically attractive. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he wants you to love him back as Ben. That's probably <laughs> best if you're blind. And okay, and then then he gives the, her the line about like, you know, how God knows all the stars in the skies and every hair on your head. And as he's saying that, he starts playing with her hair. This is like a 60-year-old yeah. man and a 13-year-old girl. I yeah. just wrote my notes. No touching. No touching. Yeah. He's like, God knows everything. He knows the stars by name, your hair, every hair on your head, every origins of the particles of feces are caked to your face right now. <laughs> this one was from a goat. Oh yeah. He loves every hair on your body as well. Let's get all oh, God, of those. No. No. Cool. not hair on your body. Yeah. This is him. the second time in the movie I was convinced Eli had tricked me into watching porn. <laughs> We're having a good time. You want to want to hang out and name some colors later? <laughs> Sorry, smells. You want to name smells? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we cut to Valentine performing a secret Christian wedding. Ancient Hare Krishna theme wedding. Or, yes. or as I wrote in my notes, every wedding in the state of Washington my wife has brought me to. Fair. Or, or, or all the ones that she hasn't brought you to, Eli. <laughs> That's yeah, fair. I don't think yep. we need to blame <laughs> Anna for this. <laughs> yeah, but his uh, uh, Valentine's slave girl is the bride-to-be. Um, and she's marrying a Roman soldier who got her a nice little golden cross from... K jewelers. It's, it's amazing. I wrote, I wrote in my notes. Oh, Marcus, it's, it's from the future, like the distant future. <laughs> it's a cold fusion necklace. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> easy. All right. But so just then though, just as they're getting to the end of the wedding, the soldiers storm in the Roman soldiers and check to see if it's a Christian wedding. <laughs> oh, and it's incredible. The 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 soldier is supposed to be shouting something, but he's on a horse and no one knows how to mic him. Oh god. So he's just like, hey, clap, 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 clap. Right. But what he's supposed to be saying that we don't hear is basically like, hey everybody, just riding around making sure all the weddings are pagan and definitely not Christian. <laughs> just mm -hmm. checking on that. And Valentine's, you know. 
the officiant to this secret Christian wedding. And he's like, <laughs> I now pronounce you husband and wife. Christianly. Damn it. Damn oh, it. Oh, oh, no. what? It's on me. Hagen, you said Christian. What did I, what was the last thing you heard? <laughs> I have a PBA card. Don't arrest me. <laughs> yeah, well, right, right. No, okay. So I'm sorry. I, I, I can't get to the end of the scene before we take a minute to talk about the hats. Yes, yes, the hats. I alluded to them earlier. <laughs> so until now, all the, the helmets in this thing were obviously football helmets that have been spray-painted silver. Yeah, with the face masks taken off, yes. Exactly, yep. exactly. Had a little, they, they taped a little broom to the top of them, yeah. But this guy, this guy has, so you know like the little plastic night helmets from the 90s that were supposed to be like one size fits all, but literally fit nobody. Like if you had a nose, you couldn't get the visor down, but like the, like if you were young enough to actually put the visor down, the hat helmet was like too big and too small at the same time somehow. <laughs> So he's got this helmet on. This is what this guy has. And it's like jammed it on. Like his cheeks are spilling out of the sides. You can really talk like this. I can only imagine at the end of the day, he needs like five people helping him get it off. And when he finally gets it off, it makes like a sound. Yeah, it's right. like it's, <laughs> he's going, no, no. You insane. have to push down and then twist people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they arrest everyone except Valentine, <laughs> yes. who, who, who literally goes, don't worry, God is with you. I mean, I'm not. I'm going to stay <laughs> here. I'll be over here. Uh, but God, fancy. big fan. God told me to stay here, make sure all your slave stuff is cool. Nothing happens to that. Here. So I'm going to hang. Room. This is all part of the plan. He said, you're just stop resisting. Go with it. <laughs> Bronze lives matter. So oh, God. <laughs> All right, so now we cut to blind girl. She's sneaking around her house. She it, It's late that night. Um, she's been out all day blinding, so she's exhausted. But when she comes home, she starts counting the hairs on her sleeping dad's head until he wakes up and says, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he's like, are you stealing my hair? What the fuck? And she's like, no, no. I was counting it. Like, <laughs> like now it made sense. And then she's like, uh, can you name some adjectives for my hair, please, dad? Well, okay, nothing <laughs> sight-based, no sight-based adjectives, but other ones. And dad's like, oh, my God, this is a fucking nightmare. I don't, uh, dirty, I don't fucking know. You're, you're always yeah, dirty. Yeah, she is caked in even more dirt. I, I think this is where I realized that every scene she consecutively appears in, she's going to have more dirt on her. Yeah, right. Like she had to roll around twice in the road exactly. between each of them. Yeah. You really need the eye black. Is there a lot of glare when you're like fielding fly balls there in center field, <laughs> blind person? Also, the the when she asks him what her hair's like, she she asks him these very strange things. She's like, "Is it warm like sunlight or cool like shadow? Like, can she also not feel?" Yeah, she wants to know about her hair, preferably in the form of chintzy 1940s Broadway musical lyrics. <laughs> Anyway, but okay, but her dad is the jailer, right? So just then the soldiers come and say, hey, we've got all these Christians from the last scene. We need to throw them in jail for being so Christian. And he's like, oh, that really ties together well. I guess that's why I'm the jailer, huh? Right. And most importantly, the husband of Valentine's slave, he's a soldier. So he's not just going to jail. He has been sentenced to die. Yeah, Ooh. right. For soldiering wrong. I had nothing for this scene. I... <laughs> My, uh, so it's, it's weird. Something strange happened in my brain where I realized 
for the first time that I physically couldn't get up and leave the room because I was bored. Like this was the moment I'd usually put in the headphones and start playing Hungry Shark, but I had to keep watching the movie. So (laughs) my brain had this weird moment where I kept on opening Hungry Shark on my phone (laughs) like nine times and I had to be like, oh shit, no, this movie's for me. I got to put it down. Oh shit, fuck. Oh God, I do that all the time. It's not Hungry Shark, it's Candy Crush. I do that all the time, right? Like I'll just be sitting there playing Candy Crush and I'll just be like, Oh fuck! I'm taking notes. Jesus, <laughs> damn it. six, six <laughs> movies for me. <laughs> fuck. When I was Whoops. bartending, I just sit down and start drinking whiskey. Sometimes, mother, <laughs> 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 fuck. I'm on the other side. I'm supposed to get paid for this. Uh, <laughs> at least I tipped myself well. Yeah. Let me go. <laughs> All right. So the next day, Theodore goes to meet with her new sugar daddy. I mean, honestly, we're not exaggerating. At this point, these two are literally holding hands as they walk through the square together. <laughs> oh my! It's a, he goes. So, how are my friends? And she's like, not good. Did you, did you think that when the Roman soldiers took them away to throw them in prison, I would report back that they were great? <laughs> I mean, I'm covered in shit for just being near the prison. <laughs> Yeah, so she tells him, like, well, the husband dude is going to die. The others are also going to have it bad, but more in a vague kind of way, I guess. Um, And he's like, oh, if only I could get them letters. And she's like, I don't think that would fucking help. I feel like nail files, you know, like. like um, <laughs> Bake a cake, put a nail yeah, file. Yeah, right, right. And and she's like, well, I can't get the letters to you, to them because I'd get caught with them and I'd go to jail. But I can memorize the messages and tell them what you want to say. <laughs> right. He's like, Lord, tell me what to do. How do I get these messages to my people? And she's like, I just said, just, just say them to me. I just told you that a moment ago. He's like, shh, please do not interrupt. I'll say them to you. Thank you, God, for that <laughs> great idea. Yeah, he acts like he's never heard of word of mouth before. Right. Like, what will I do? I can't text or call or email or write a letter. Yes. <laughs> All of the shorthands for speech have been denied to me. What is left? Yeah. Also, I know teenage girls. This is not going to go well. <laughs> Theodora, what word from Valentine? Like, oh my God. So on the way here, I ran into Clarinessa, you know, Titus's sister. And she was like, oh my God, that's cute. And I was like, thank you. But now I'm like, was she being sarcastic? Because like, whatever, if she was. But if she wasn't, that's like, right. Ugh, the worst. This is this is Valentine's message right here. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Okay, could uh, you know we're in prison awaiting death? Could we maybe? Can I just fucking talk? Jesus, yeah. I hate you so no, much. Uh, it's, yeah, you it's go fine. ahead. This is fine. It's fine, Theodora. So anyway, I asked Titus if his sister hates me, and he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "You know why?" And she saw me with the. Oh my god. She saw me the other day and told me that my outfit was cute. And he was like, you know, this was probably a bad choice. by Valentine. Yeah, definitely a bad choice. You guys know if Theodore is seeing anyone or like she's blind. She great. That's ideal. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> it is. That is. Okay, but but okay, but there's another problem though. He's like, well, how will they know that you're not lying to them, and this isn't all a trick? And she's like, because I'm a 13 year old kid covered in shit. He's like, nope, nope, not enough. Can't build a uh, holiday around that. And just then, a kid walks by and accidentally spills some red ink on some parchment, 
And that gives him an idea. And it turns into a Russell Stover's box of chocolates shaped like a heart somehow. <laughs> no, no, it turns into the shitty homemade hearts. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. So, okay, so he tears out little hearts from this red paper. And she's like, give each of them one of these little paper hearts. And then that way they'll know that they're from me. And she's like, why? We haven't yeah. established that the heart <laughs> matters yet. Right, to- exactly. I wanted her to correct him be like, okay, you you realize this is dumb, right? You're like, you're Valentine. <laughs> that that idea doesn't exist yet. It has to eventually get named after you later. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently that's going to work out. Okay, so she goes to deliver all the little paper hearts and the messages. And I love the way she does this, too, because she doesn't come in and give a preamble that's like, hey, I'm the jailer's daughter. He wanted to write you letters, but I couldn't get those in, so I just memorized them for you. So here's one to Dave, right? She just walks in there and says, Dave, I am Valentine, your friend and mentor. And they're like, no, you're definitely not, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I really wanted to see like other flash cuts to her just doing this at every cell in the prison. Dave, it is I. Nope. (laughs) Cell three. Okay. Which direction am I facing? North. My north or your north? We have the same north. That's why north exists. Don't yell at me. I'm not yelling. I am suggesting. But yeah, but okay, but she also, so she gives a bunch of the messages out. She also gives one uh, to Lydia, but she also has Lydia's little cross, right? The little cross necklace that she got at the wedding. And she's like, I thought maybe you could get some use out of this. <laughs> so so Lydia's like, oh, that's great, but I would kind of rather he has it since he's going to die and our symbol's all about death. And she's like, oh, you want me to run you down there so you can give it to him? Yeah, she does not think of, you know, helping them escape. She's mm. really just there for the conjugal visit. Okay, clearly. <laughs> clearly. She's like, I can get the keys. I'll, they're right over here. The jailer's asleep. I'll get the keys and I'll sneak you down there. And she's like, well, you've got the keys and the jailer's asleep. Hold on. She doesn't just get the keys. Like they, they try to make it look like she's like feeling the guard to where the keys are. And this is the moment where I realized she can fucking see. there's a moment where she's like oh I was gonna touch into seat no I better not touch the guy that's right in front of my face or the wall and just suddenly (laughs) out of nowhere her hand knows exactly where the keys are hanging and she gets it into the keyhole on the first fucking try this girl can fucking see she's a liar Gold bricker. Fucking gold bricker. (laughs) And again, when she lets her out, I really wanted someone to just point out that they could escape right now. My lady, follow me. You're helping me escape? Uh, No, um, I'm taking you to your husband. uh, So so you can give him this cross. Uh, or, or, Or you could help us both escape from the jail and not die. Oh, well, but do you not long to see your love again? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, we could just leave and I could see him all I want. R- right. Uh... Tell you what, you wait here. I'm going to go for a quick uh, visit and I'll be right back. Okay? okay, okay. I am definitely coming back. Don't worry. Got it. I'll be here. Yeah, that would have changed the movie quite a bit. But, but there is this great moment that I, I, I love because she does let him out. They're, they're heading out to, to see her husband. And she's like, 
Oh, but how will we find our way through this dungeon in the dark, blind girl? Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, but as soon as yeah. I said it, I knew. It's my bad. Have you seen oh, my yeah. husband? Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Change the subject. Have you seen any good movies? Ah, oh, oh, damn it. <laughs> What's it like to have eyes? Damn it. Damn. <laughs> Smelling. So let's <laughs> listen to podcasts. <laughs> All right, so she takes uh, the the Lydia, the wife, down to see her husband so they can meet for one last kiss. Yeah, and again, the blind girl, allegedly blind girl, is leading the way <laughs> through this dungeon just like really quickly. She's jumping over stuff like, all right, left at the ba barrel, a noise, <laughs> the left at the, the, the noise of the barrel. Of barrel here. <laughs> Sitting there. You're a liar. It sounds sloshy, you see. Um, but yeah, but but of course, right when Lydia gets to the husband and they embrace one last time, douchebag cat collie Roman guard shows up and he's like, aha, she was trying to escape. Now we'll kill her, too. <laughs> and it's amazing. So Theodora tries to help them escape by putting out a torch. But then literally <laughs> there are other torches on the exact wall. And he's just like, I mean, you made one of the torches in the room wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's dim in here. It's now dim. Do the makers of this film not know how to shoot darkness? <laughs> they do not. They don't they don't know how to shoot lightness, Eli. I mean Yeah, you're asking a lot. But yeah, but the idea is supposed to be that she douses the torch, so now she has the advantage because she's blind and she can escape. Except that, like you said, the room is still completely lit, which is hilarious to think about. Like, she thinks it's dark because she doesn't know about the other torches. Oh, man. If she had started she doing a, a if she had started doing a villain monologue, like she splashes out the one torch. Now the score is even. Um, I don't want to interrupt you. Where am I? I'm holding you must a use torch. My voice, voice, Literally voice. Right I'm touching you. I'm t Do you see me touching you? Oh, but is that me? That is you. <laughs> or is it? Don't say or is it. <laughs> All right, but yeah, but she runs out and somehow finds a Valentine in town. <laughs> right, like if she could see, that would make no sense. His eyebrows somehow got bushier. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Really wanted her to like pull a pair of underwear out of her kilt there and just sniff it. Oh, <laughs> she runs off into the night. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, but she finds him no problem. Yes, his eyebrows are molting at this point. By the end of the movie, they'll fly away. It's beautiful. Okay, so now we get the, the scene where they're sentencing Lydia to die and telling her the jailer dad about Theodora's complicity in the escape attempt. But just then, Valentine shows up to think he's in something Shakespearean for a minute. It's the best. He's like, wouldn't the emperor prefer if I fought the wolves instead of these people? And they were like, and, and all the Romans are like, no, because the whole point of the Roman circus is for the poor and criminals. I mean, yes, yes, because that's how the myth goes. So, yeah, yeah, we yeah, love <laughs> swapsies. Actually, this is not even how the myth goes. They have managed to screw that up, too. And he gets beheaded. It, well, in some of them, there's three different guys that might be because Valentine was a super common name back then. It's all mythological. They've mushed together three different legends, added some shit that wasn't supposed to be there. But, yeah, they needed wolves because they're trying to connect it to Lupercalia. Anyway, but, yeah, that's the <laughs> idea they're, they're, they've sentenced the, the Roman soldier and Lydia to die by being eaten by wolves in the Colosseum. 
And Valentine's like, no, 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 I'll get eat. I'll fight the wolves. And I so wanted for him to beat the shit out of some wolves, right? Like oh, God gives him some Samson amazing. powers. He just goes ninjutsu on a bunch of wolves in the Coliseum. Oh, break, breaks some mini bottles, puts them between his knuckles. Yeah, like Liam exactly. Mason. Tapes them to his knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would have been the best. <laughs> Thinks about committing a hate crime, but doesn't. And we totally forgive him. He's the best. <laughs> I said, what if? I was just thinking, what if? <laughs> come on. It's a scenario. Oh, and of course, because this is a Christian martyr thing, we have to have the moment where it's like, hey, let me show you how easy it would be to not die over this. You just drop some sand. And he's like, no, I love Jesus too much. <laughs> yeah. You can literally get out of the death penalty for you and all these people with words and sand dropping, but really just words. Just say you're not Christian. No. No. <laughs> yeah, but... Like to die for a lie now, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Who would do it? All right. So now we cut ahead to him. He's about to go out and face the wolves, but they're being nice about it. They're let, let, giving him time to say goodbye and Christianize several people before he goes to die for being <laughs> Christian. Oh, and Theodora runs in and they have this amazing interaction where he's like, Jesus loves you. And she's like, great. Where is he? And I wanted so badly for her to just like realize how stupid this is as he's talking to her with his final words. <laughs> Do not worry, child. Jesus will always be with you. Is he here? Uh, he is in your heart. I, what? Well, he he rose from the dead, my child. Wait, wait, wait he's dead? Oh, Wow, right, forgot, child. Um, Real quick, Theodora, who do you think Jesus is? He's a man who's in love with me and will take me away from here. Right, because that, ma ah, that makes sense. God, this is so awkward. Mm. Any anyway, when is Jesus coming to take me away? Ah, uh, you know what? I have some wolves to fight. You and we'll talk later, okay? After you fight the wolves? Yep, 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 yep. Right after I fight these uh, wolves, I gotta go. So, you're like single now, or we should <laughs> we should get out of here? <laughs> and Theodora, at this point, has a shit. Mustache. She did. Who thought that was a good idea? She drank a, a nice cold glass of shit before this scene. <laughs> yeah. Full they goatee. gave her a Hitler. I love too that like there's this moment where he like tries to make the sense or tries to make sense out of the Trinity for her super quick. She's like, but if your God is dead, no, no, he is his. He is this. Fuck. Yeah. No. This is no, not. You, you you actually told me about that moments ago. You told me your God is dead and he got crucified. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's like, right. I told, I just said that. That is ah. Um. So my cousin sent me this book. Have you heard of Lee Strobel? <laughs> He's from the same era as that necklace from earlier and heart Valentines. This oh, is you a poor, movie. poor, stupid blind girl. Stupid, stupid, stupid blind girl. We're Christians. <laughs> so, yeah. So he says to himself, well, you know, this being Christian thing sure is fatal. Let me try and flick this little blind girl with it first before I die. And he has one last little paper heart for her. So he, he, he gives that to her. And then on his way out, he's like, 
And hey, God, quit fucking with the blind girl, okay? Come on, she's had <laughs> yeah. yeah. Top of my head, the eyesight, maybe? Or a wet wipe for her face? I don't know. Whatever you were thinking <laughs> would be great. Just help her out a little bit. And they have this moment where she's like, oh, wait, I love you, Valentine. And I was like, wow. And the music swells and it's so romantic. And I'm like, this was a love story between a child, an adult man, and the two caterpillars that live on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This was a love story. (laughs) He says, all we have to do is love each other. And she's like, yeah. eh, I mean, and also get... Killed by wolves instead of talking, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the other part of the plot that's happening that. right now. Also, the wolf mauling death, yes, instead of talking. Yes, that's that's true. All right, so instead of... Okay, so he leaves. And instead of watching wolves eat him, we stay with Theodora. Fucking boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we watch her regain her sight as she slowly is able to see... A, a blurry valentine? Called it, could see all the time. <laughs> she yes. could see this entire fucking time. Yeah, God or or valentine gave her the sight back with a miracle right before he died. So the saint thing makes sense. Yeah. And let me tell you, they are not going to like what happens when she gets her sight back. <laughs> I can see. I can see. It's a miracle. Wow, we're we're all just covered in shit, huh? Um, what? Like everything, all of us, our clothes, the walls, everything is covered in shit. Do we not have water, people? What the fuck? Oh, uh, well, you know, prison. I wasn't in prison. Nobody thought to themselves to say, oh, hey, Theodora, you have shit all your face. I look like an idiot, a shit-covered idiot. Well... I mean... Uh, yeah, sorry. Stuff um, it in your dickhole! Wow, it's, uh, harsh. I liked her better blind. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see her get the sight back and then just immediately see Valentine and start yelling, like, guys, seriously? He's, like, 70 years old. What yeah, dude, why did no one tell Nobody me? Nobody said a word about that. That's weird. You guys are weird. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, ancient, ancient Rome, ancient Rome. <laughs> also, by the way, I mean, didn't you want to see a, like, a wolf fight in the Coliseum at this point? <laughs> that would have like teased that a little bit. But no, just, you know, tell, don't, show. It's more mysterious that they don't. So instead, the climax of this movie is a little girl holding a paper heart and slowly <laughs> seeing it, just like... Are you not entertained by this paper heart? That's like that's close to the most boring thing for a blind person to see first. It's especially it's when, like, on the other side of the wall, are wolves eating an old man? Yeah, right. Well, I've always longed to see what blood looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we cut to nerdy girl in glasses giving a report, which apparently was just reading this book from cover to cover to her classmates. That feels like cheating. Yeah, the costume department of this production is like, so hear me out. She starts in a sexy schoolgirl uniform, and then we're going to put her in a dirty potato sack covered in shit. And in the end, stop selling. Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) She's wearing only a sheet and nipple pasties. It's just a sheet. Keep selling. Sorry. Sorry. Bad note. (laughs) 
And she finishes her story and she gets a slow fucking clap. Oh, so we pan over the fucking room. <laughs> the kids are all drying tears from their eyes, literally. And then, yes, an absolute goddamn literal slow clap that ends in a standing oh. ovation. Cut over to Orson Welles and Nancy Pelosi clapping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's it. That's the whole movie. So now that we've armed you with no, I'm just too atheist as a potential out for forgetting that Valentine's Day, we're going to pause for a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into a short with even less to say than this one. So stay tuned for Love is for the Birds. You know, here at God Awful Movies, we like to keep things fun and fresh by presenting our ads and skits or humorous dialogues, but it turns out not every podcast can do that without it being terrible. So when our advertiser, Robinhood, sent out a podcast-wide advisory for everyone to please just read the copy verbatim, we understood. Somebody else screwed it up for everybody. So with that in mind, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. So you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started. So you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of god-awful movies a free stock, like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, to help build your portfolio. Sign up at awful.robinhood.com. Robinhood. Put your money in, and Robins come out. Come on. Just stop talking when the copy is over. No. It's done. Hi, I'm No Illusions. And I'm Elon Bosnick. Here at God Awful Movies, we know that whole families gather around to hear our show and share in the laughter. Boy, is that great. But today, we've got a very special message just for the fellas. Do not fuck up Valentine's Day. Don't fuck up Valentine's Day. This shit comes out Tuesday. You got two days not to fuck this up. Go get some dinner reservations. Buy some chocolates. Nice chocolates. Like at the mall, you know. Yeah, you know that story. Maybe get her tickets to our live show in Colorado on March 9th. But <sighs> only do that if she already likes the show. There you go. Now, some of you are thinking, hey, Noah and Eli, what about the ladies? Aren't you being kind of, fuck you. Okay. Seriously, seriously, fuck you. Get your dick out. Get your dick out. Look at your dick. Look at your dick. You want to put that in your mouth? No. No, you don't. Well, you Neither do. does she. What? Right, in general. I mean, if you Generally. Yours, but yeah. yeah. Not the results. The process. Right. Yeah. She doesn't do it. She doesn't want the process either. Go get some nice fucking chocolates. Paid for by the God Awful Movies Valentine's Day Committee. And we're back for more of this shit or different shit in this instance and for the second half of our double feature we're going to turn back to the premier progenitor of puritanical propaganda that is Brigham Young University yeah Which, we are yeah and again <laughs> it, it's Valentine's Day so this in case you're wondering is their movie about how to have a good marriage <laughs> well okay so we got to start with that warning that all the BYU movies start off with like which it starts off by saying hey we're wrong 
about a lot of shit, but we can't fit it all into one movie. So <laughs> this is a narrow focus. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I have it as warning. Just so you know, marriage isn't the only thing we ruin. We also ruin other things like yeah. wedding dresses. Uh, You'll see. Yeah. Uh, You'll see. And, and the warning's basically saying like, uh, there's a lot of stuff in Mormonism to unpack. We're not going to be able to explain how bigoted we are about everything that we're bigoted about. But we are, yes. just rest assured, super bigoted about other stuff. Like, there's not black people in this, but if there were, we would address that and say that they're bad, to be clear. Oh. And boy, I'll tell you what, until you read the credits to a Mormon movie, you might not realize how white names can be. Yes! Oh. I wrote, God... <laughs> For a name as white and crazy as the one in the credits of a Mormon movie. Oh my God. Or <laughs> Will Schranzenfanker. All right. Ready? Let's play a game. Name the whitest names you can think of other than Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III. Go. What do you got? Right. Morgan, get ready to censor me. <laughs> Technically. How about S. Richard Keddington? Yes. Unice Great answer. Wadley. Eunice Wadley is the other. Yes, yep. those are the first two names in the opening credits. I'm going to repeat those. S. Richard Keddington and Eunice Wadley. And we yep. end on Wendell O. Whitaker. If I were omnipotent and omniscient, I'll tell you I would do one thing. I would make Eunice Wadley the best at fucking in the whole universe. <laughs> like, if in all of history, Eunice was the best fucker, that would be a great world. Oh, Eunice Wadley's a great porn name, actually. Yeah, Nobody no, fucks like Eunice. <laughs> so, That's strong. Nobody fucks like Eunice. Everyone, stay tuned after the credits. Me and Anna have a song to write. Oh, oh do we now? <laughs> Me and Anna have a song to write. Me. I, I write rhyming words. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so now we open up on wedding decorations okay so uh, apparently and i think we've all got some form of description of these decorations i had them yeah. as squat petrified wacky waving inflatable arm flailing <laughs> tube men yeah that's good but mine were roman pillar palm tree flowers <laughs> oh are you guys talking about the enormous tampons at some point tampons. they're like we need wedding decorations uh i know a giant who rents out her tampons is that <laughs> uh, yes it is See, i have it down as if a boppet clown had christopher reese's horse accident <laughs> one of those clowns so, okay, so there's an old woman out there decorating for the um, for the wedding in their backyard. And the husband comes out and says, maybe it's your breakfast, damn it. It's still the 60s. And she's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is. couple is my everything. I will uh, watch 150 movies if it's just them being like, suck a dick. You suck a dick and maybe I'd make my own breakfast. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. You want yeah, some breakfast? Like How about you maintain an erection? No? No? I guess we're at a fucking impasse, aren't we? No breakfast, no erections. Yeah. Tell you what, you keep a boner up, that's how long I'll cook eggs for. Oh, looks like you're getting a raw egg again. Bloop. Enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, he's like, make me food. I'm Jaundice Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I need it. I look like Hitler's notary public. Make me breakfast. <laughs> And this woman, this this woman is 
single-handedly planning a wedding and carrying around the state of Wisconsin on her head. Oh, my God. Like, you know what she's serving for breakfast? Aggression. She's serving aggression for breakfast. But don't worry. Having failed to subjugate his wife, dad turns to his daughter the bride-to-be, and says, cook me food. Yeah, he goes, can't have any fucking breakfast thanks to your bullshit-ass wedding. Fuck you. Happy wedding day, by the way. He's making his daughter (laughs) make him breakfast on his fucking wedding day. Oh, Oh my God. And she's like, no, this is cool. I I actually need practice at... uh, Putting eggs next to hot metal. <laughs> in my I, life oh my skills. god! Yeah, she says, I, and I quote, "I'll get you breakfast. I'll need the practice because you know she's going to be a wife, or as they call it in Mormonism, a short order cook with a happy ending." Oh, uh, <laughs> or as we call it, Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> you can fuck people who work at Waffle House. <laughs> and by the way, can we uh, really quick discuss what the fuck she's wearing on her head? At this point. Oh, okay. She, this is this is the real reason for best, best worst hats. It's true. It's true. She's wearing a bag over her head. Yep. She is wearing a smock and and what looks like stockings on her. Like she's about to go into a robbery, or like yeah. it's it's wounded and she puts some gauze up there. You know how Handmaid's Tale didn't have like pretty pink colors enough. Mormonism fixed yeah. that apparently. Yeah. yeah. Mormonism, I think Mormonism just in general is a handmaid's tale, but they think it's a happy romantic comedy. Like that's <laughs> that's what Mormonism thinks is happening. Oh, and and the entire time she's making him breakfast, he's monologuing about his horrible marriage. He's just like, yes. Your mother always hated me. Happy wedding day. I'm miserable <laughs> and I hate your mother. I dream of being held in a man's arms. Here are those rings you asked me to hold on to. Yeah, he's like, I can't find the eggs. I can't get this toaster to work. And I I honestly, I feel a little called out because like, Eli, is this your subconscious way of to like tell me that I need to thank you more for finding shit that's right in front of my face? <laughs> and out I mean, if you're asking me if I would like you to start looking for your phone before you tell me it's lost, the answer is yes. <laughs> It is not gone. It is in your hand more often than not. So, yep. But I love the bitches that dad's given. He's going like, mom wanted somebody who was a carpenter and a gardener. And I'm like, those are not the types of nails or bushes she was talking about, dude. Oh, I see the problem right now. And she's having an inner monologue about what it's going to be like to be married. They're going to sit by the fire and he's going to read her poetry and say how beautiful she is. And I just wrote in my notes. I don't know if that's how it would go if I tried it. Hey, Anna. What? Okay. What did Dr. Glauber say about? Yes. Eli. What would you like? I just thought we could sit by the fire and I could read you poetry and tell you that you're beautiful. Okay. She said a slur. That's why we had to beep it. I just love these fucking the woman thoughts as presented to you by Wendell O. Whitaker, right? Because she's just sitting there thinking, boy, I sure hope that when he beats me, I deserve it. Yeah, her inner monologue was dark. Yeah. Okay, and just then, husband-to-be Tom shows up fresh from updating the greater Chippewa area on the cold front that's moving in. (laughs) Oh, I wanted this dude to pick up a roll of paper towels so bad. (laughs) Uh... 
Yeah, he's like, oh boy, food. And I was like, this guy gets it. Yeah, <laughs> this guy gets it. But of course, she's embarrassed because she's dressed like Amish licorice and doesn't want him <laughs> to see her. So she's like, you got to make my dad breakfast. I'll go not have a fucking laundry sheet on my head anymore. <laughs> yep. And he starts making dad the eggs. And dad's like, hey, man, um, by the way, you, you can also have some eggs. You can have two eggs. Exactly. And he's like, yeah, thanks. I fucking know. I can have whatever the fuck I, I can murder you right now. I could. Your, your waist is around your neck. I could just tighten your belt around your neck and murder you right now with your high-waisted crazy pants. Well, dad's also doing this weird thing where he's like, oh, yeah, she's running out of the room because she's scared you're going to change her mind after seeing her so ugly. God, she's such an ugly bitch. Like, he can't stop roasting his family for, like, five seconds. <laughs> right? And wow, I just realized the staggering comparison between their family and mine. Okay. okay. Mine. <laughs> it happens. And, and this is where we get his fantasies about marriage. Oh, she's my going, so God. She wanted him to love her and read her poetry. He would like... Her to darn his socks, make gravy without lumps, and in the most tragic fantasy I've ever heard of, not overspend at the grocery store. Yes, his <laughs> dreams of a happy marriage are mending the socks, not fucking up the gravy, and knowing her way around a coupon sheet. <laughs> yeah, I, I like her. The thought is. She's going to make me food. She's going to clean up after me. She's going to let me play Smash Bros and tuck me into bed at night. And I'll never have to do homework again. Yeah, pr like he pretty much. A mom bot. <laughs> That's okay. You ruined it for me, Anna. <laughs> Why you have to throw in the last thing. And now it's weird. Now it's weird. You made it weird. <laughs> Boo. Die. Do another do another citation needed about sex toys. <laughs> Ruin Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hi, Mom. All right. So now we're gonna do the wedding. Hi, it's Mom. <laughs> <laughs> this in this next scene, this is where we will first see her wedding dress, which I believe was made entirely from you know those fake spider webs you get at Halloween. <laughs> yep. You can never yep. pull them apart enough, so they just look like there's cotton in them. It looks like it was made from that. It looks like they're going to a Mary Poppins themed prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, like she walked into the wedding dress store and she was like, Princess Diana, paper mache, figure it out. Those are the two <laughs> things yep. to describe yeah. my wedding let me, let me break this down to you. So the bottom, it's a cupcake. But mm -hmm. then the waist and like the top area, it's like Cersei Lannister meets Queen Elizabeth if she was allergic to showing skin. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Her hair is like 1940s victory rolls, but there's like a giant fucking fascinator in the center of her forehead that looks like Commander Worf's prosthetics, but made from lint. <laughs> wait, wait. What's a fastener? A fascinator? A fascinator. Fascinator is like one of those little hats that you clip on. Anyway. And it just like, worry, right? it just like confuses you, men. And they're like, wee, I'm fascinated. And they don't know what to do. Classically. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what a fascinator is. But Have you ever seen a tiny hat? Can't look away. It's the, it's the tiny hat. It's the belly dancing of hats. Oh it's, that's, that's valid. Okay. I'm fascinated. Uh, Go yeah, on. No, no. <laughs> she looks like... She looks like she's trapped in a prison made of cotton balls. Like like somebody like somebody made her a wedding dress that also doubles as a full body cast. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, so we get a little uh, a wedding montage. They're cutting the cake. They're throwing the bouquet. Yeah. 
Um, does anyone find that cake thing to be charming? The like no. shove cake in the face no. of the other no. person? Be no. nice. It's your yeah. wedding day. Eli and I didn't even cut the cake at our wedding. What? No. Yeah. We who, about like, it. who thought of that? Like, you know what this wedding needs? Aggressive cake fighting. Like, <laughs> we're going to have a weirdly violent, aggressive moment together. I mean, I can see how you have that thought. I can say, let's let, let's not pretend that's a bad thought in and of itself. It's just not good execution. <laughs> Yo, a cake fight is what you need on your 10th anniversary when you're just like, I hate your mother. And you really just put on some cake boxing gloves and go to town. Yeah, not a lot of people know the 10th anniversary is the the food porn anniversary. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. You just get a little fascinator and you get a little cake fight going. <laughs> Oh, first one to knock off the other one's hat. You play some Smash Brothers and you bring Heath's mom and he's... Ah. But yeah, they do, they do the bouquet thing too. And mm-hmm. I, I love there was... Did you see the one girl who got way too serious about the bouquet? It'd be like, hard not she, to. She, mean she, Joe Green? She gets down low, starts like boxing out like Sarah Huckabee Sanders with a cheese plate. She's like... Oh, she's like holding her sword behind her back like she's powering up for a super move or something. As it's, yeah, it's weird. And then oh. and they go to their just married car, by the way, which appears to have been decorated with Sharpie right onto the paint job. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, man. That's going to be tough. Uh, fun fact, when Anna and I took a cab home from our wedding, our taxi driver refused to acknowledge that we very clearly had just gotten married. Even when I said, we just got married, <laughs> he said, uh-huh, and then drove us home in silence. See, I think about New York for every you. day. Isn't that just New York for you? Does it fucking matter yeah. to me? Does He's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're doing West Side Drive, or should I just <laughs> yeah. take Riverside West? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In my head, that guy picked up eight brides that day and he was, okay, this is some kind of weird genie curse. I'm not, <laughs> you're not getting me again. Seven times the cabbie, never the bride. So, <laughs> I'm a bug of bacon. <laughs> so we cut to a little later in the marriage. She's wifing by, okay, so every fucking activity she will ever be involved with and for this point on is some domestic bullshit right she'll be making sandwiches feeding a baby vacuuming a living room cleaning up toys every time we see her from this point on she will be actively wifing right Mm -hmm. so they're about to have their first big fight right before her parents come to visit which is precipitated by the fact that she has her stockings hanging in the bathroom and it escalates so quickly he's like honey can you not hang your stockings in the bathroom? And she's like, I'll get it in a second. And he's like, whore, I will fucking kill you. It really does. Yeah, she says, she actually says, I was going to move them before they got here. And like, he's still angry. He's like, yeah. well, you should never have stockings. Like, I'm mad what, yeah, that stockings What exist. is he pissed about? Is she that? mad that she washed them? Like, yeah, I don't I thought your legs okay. were light brown. <laughs> <laughs> When you wash them, it fucks up the smell. Why? But why would you hang stockings in the bathroom? Why would they? I don't like. I don't understand that. I don't, where, why, well, because you have to hand wash them, Heath. You have to hang but them somewhere, and that's the you room hang where them, like hang them near like where you hang other stuff, like in the laundry area, or like a. Do you hang stuff in your laundry area? You have a laundry, have a laundry area? area. Well, yeah, we're not New Yorkers, so yeah, we have a place where your laundry goes. It's not the bathroom. I've never, I've never had a, a washer dryer <laughs> well, in my bathroom. Do you have anything that you I, hand well, wash? She has to hand wash them, so she has to do it in the sink. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Follow up question: Why do? Towel wrap. Why would you wear stockings? Period. Why is there? Are they ever? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. That's a good. There question. we go. Yeah, there we, we go. got to the core yeah. of the issue. <laughs> so it's so they can get a run in them and get way, way, way more upset than you ever have been about anything in your entire <laughs> life. Guys, don't get. That sounds fun. Yeah, nope, that's the sole purpose of stockings for women is they can go, oh, God. It's so you don't have to shave your legs. Man. That too, yeah. You're welcome. So, Fascinator. Okay, Check out this fascinator. <laughs> Works don't on you look too. At my legs. Look at the look head. At the top of my head. Put it on your legs. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually clip it into your legs if you didn't shave them. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Just pinning to the leg. <laughs> Just a tiny little hat on your thigh. <laughs> My vagina wears a hat. All right, so they have a little fight that ends with pantyhose tug of war. Just that mom and dad come in. How embarrassing. <laughs> oh, we should point out, too, that when they fight, their birds start freaking out, too. Yes, uh, which the birds. I had seen Bird Box too recently, and I was like, oh, the monsters are coming. Yeah, yeah. the monsters are her in-laws. I get it. Yeah. Or their shitty, shitty marriage. Maybe the fucking, that's it. That's it. The fucking bird box monster was this shitty, boring ass couple. <laughs> and everyone who saw them coming knew, oh God, just kill yourself yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And w when the in-laws come in, it's amazing because the in-laws are like, hey, were you guys um having a fist fight over stockings? Cool. Cool. Deviled eggs. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we get the little first fight, but they make up and they're happy now. And then we spend some time with shoes as a way of establishing that the family got bigger. Okay, those uh, are shoes. Yeah. My my caption for this scene is sneakers, I think. Who the fuck knows? Mormon condoms. Yeah. Until about 1990, uh, I think shoes were boxing gloves that you just tied onto your Because <laughs> that's what I was looking at. Well, they keep on adding shoes. And in my head, I was like... What other stories could they tell with this? Like one of the shoes disappears because one of the kids loses a leg. <laughs> or like, they have a stillbirth and never mind. I'm sorry. Well, and I'm supposed to assume that this is because they're getting kids. And look, I have a wife. I just assume she's buying a lot of fucking shoes, right? Like I thought the next fight was going to be like the shoes. We'd go stockings and then we would go shoes and then pants, you know, something like that. <laughs> But no, yeah, but this was this was so that we'd know they have a bunch of kids, which is they Four are then kids. introduced to the story as though they were a fucking clown car, right? Because they keep going to different corners of this room and there keep being more kids there. <laughs> and yes. they are fucking ugly, ugly children. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Some this actually this scene was very comforting because like sometimes I think about the future and me having kids and I get really scared. And then I remember that like 60 years ago, the good version of parenting was three kids in a single room. Just Four. Like, All right, Four. motherfuckers, get in there. You're forgetting about the other little shit they threw in the corner. I'm going to lock the door from the outside. Play with your fire toys. Yep. <laughs> yep. Play with your 11 pound apple that my yeah. parents gave me when I was a kid. A little 11 pound yeah. metal apple. <laughs> Or just keep violently attacking each other. That's yeah, fine, too. Yeah. Whatever you Trying want to, to do. Trying to kill each other. We're watching like a three-year-old put a two-year-old in a Kimura. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't think that these kids need accessories. <laughs> and we will watch that a lot, by the way. So, yeah. yeah. So, they go through this fucking clown car of little kids in the room. And then we get dad grabbing a beer. And this is the first time I wrote in my notes, oh, my God, this movie is about boring people happening. <laughs> it sure fucking is. Yeah. The birds are fighting again. Yep. Yeah. And the room is such a mess. Well, the birds, 
So every time they start being a little annoyed with each other, the birds start fighting. That's like a running theme in this thing. And I'm just like, those those lovebirds would rather kill each other than watch this movie. I get it. I get it. They'd rather kill each other than watch this shitty, shitty marriage happen. Yeah, right. They're like the next level up from the bird box monster where even the birds kill themselves. Yes. Exactly. They're trying to get like attention from mom and dad because they're getting starved. They're just like having tantrums and like shooting up heroin and like fucking black guys. Yeah. Yeah. And is it me or does he does he suggest that the birds are gay? No, yep. no, it's even worse than that because she's like, she's like, boy, these lovebirds are always fighting. He's like, maybe they're both women. You know how women are always bitchy, right? Like that's the lie. I, I was like, maybe they're lesbians. You know how lesbians are always having those ugly fights in front of people. All right, see you later. I'm 1960s. <laughs> I'm gonna leave these birds outside of the house. They are disowned now. <laughs> Now, and, and then, of course, we have to pass through their inner monologues, right? And her inner monologue takes a weird turn here. She says, boy, you know, he pays more attention to the kids than he does to me. Maybe he'd be more attracted to me if I were four years old. Like, Whoa, Eli, what are we watching, man? Yeah, man. This yeah, very man. quickly turns into role play, and I am into it. Oh, she tries to get best. his attention. She really, really tries to get his attention before she, like, flies off the handle, but, like, she even says his name a few times. And part of me was like, he's just so interested in his newspaper. And it reminded me of the the dad in the beginning reading his newspaper. And I'm just like, were newspapers the sensory deprivation tanks of the past? Clearly. <laughs> he can't Clearly. She is sitting eight inches away from him yelling his name. And he's just yeah. reading the paper like, mm, so there yeah. seems to be some kind of noise. But, but she breaks through for sure. Yeah, Finally, eventually. she's like, maybe if I was four years old, I'm a little girl. Look at me throwing stuff. I need to be punished. And she's and he's like, OK, I'm on board. What's happening? He's like, honey, why are you making noise at me? I am now paying attention. And then she goes back to being an adult. And he's like, what the fuck? That, oh, you were going to punish you. You did the little what? girl thing. Oh, just smash brothers. Tuck me in. Oh, and it's mom now. Damn it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so she storms off to cry like a girl. He goes to the door, right? Like, he, he starts to go to the door to be like, hey, honey, are you okay? And then he doesn't because he's an asshole. Yeah. Yep. He's like, maybe I should. Well, no, this would this would end with me talking to her. So <laughs> I, I, was <laughs> actually, <laughs> I was really surprised that he wasn't like, he didn't like say, honey, are you on your period again? Like, I, I was... <laughs> I was so ready to be angry about it. But no, nah, it's a Mormon movie. But he, Yeah, right. It. We can't acknowledge menstruation. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, the best part of this movie for me is right after that, this inner monologue of his trying to figure out why she's pissed at him. Keep in mind, again, she was yelling his name from eight inches away and he was ignoring her. And he's going like, I didn't forget her birthday. Our, our anniversary is not until next month. Gee, I did. I don't know what she could be upset for. Yeah, literally, yeah. He, he, he has three ideas. I didn't forget her birthday or her anniversary. I didn't say anything cruel. Like, like he has to check. Did I call her a cunt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does he only ever talk to her on her birthday? Yeah, right. There's, there's no blood on my knuckles, so I didn't hit her. I, <laughs> I, oh, my God. I don't know what's wrong with her. Her issue, not mine. I bet she needs a walk. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He literally is like, 
I ought to let her out of the house and let her talk to people like a fucking dog. Yes. Like I do to Madge when she's getting a little like antsy. I should let her go see the other humans down at the human park. I just wanted a shot of her like running around the apartment with the zoomies. She's just tucking her tail under me. <laughs> Hey, Give me hey. those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is also one of several moments in this movie where they try to describe marriage in like a good way and they don't realize what they're doing and it doesn't come off that way. It's just like same old thing day after day. And it's like, yep, that's literally in the vows. It's till, till death. Same <laughs> yep. old thing. day after day. You signed up for exactly <laughs> yep. that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I was so angry about this. I actually literally had to turn it off and take a like walk it off. I had to walk around the room. <sighs> you see what you sit through these yeah. things from start to finish? Fuck that. I'm no masochist. <laughs> All right, so but now he's going to try to make her happy so they go to boring people date night. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my oh. god. This this scene. And the ladies in the intro talk of this movie, the ladies are all talking and one of the women says Two of mine have the measles right now. Remember measles? Remember what a pest they were? <laughs> and if you don't, don't worry. Good thing we're getting close oh, to herd immunity, which will solve the problem forever now that vaccines for measles are invented. Vaccines are great. <laughs> yeah, this will be Jesus. gone soon. Right. Okay. So apparently they've gone to a party to ignore each other elsewhere, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, she doesn't try to ignore him. No. She goes over. Well, she comes over in the weirdest, like... It's like she learned something from a pickup artist for him. She's like, hey, so how about those iron stocks, huh? And he's like, Donna, men are talking. <laughs> like, quite literally <laughs> men are talking. Right. <laughs> I, love, I love this little detail at the beginning of this moment. <laughs> She's like, she walks over and she says something really smart about stocks. Yeah. And she tries to hold his hand. And he's like, please don't block my pretzel hand. You can see this is my pretzel <laughs> hand. This is the pretzel dish is lined up right with my left hand. Let's not do the hand holding right now. I think we just need to agree as a society that hand holding is mostly stupid. Like, I feel like that's just that's a positive thing if we all agree to that. But she comes over and she's like, Heath. yeah, you, you're seeing some alpha in the volatility of iron right now. Iron stocks are great. And he's like, man talk, stop it. Yeah. She's like, sorry, I, I'm late. I once did a math. I'm. Can you imagine a lady doing a math? Sorry. <laughs> now he's like, we're talking about football. Why don't you go help the hostess with the housework? So basically, she she literally said this earlier in the thing. She's like, I wish I need to be able to talk to an adult. He never talks to me. All I get to talk to him about is the kids. So he takes her out so she can talk to the other women about the kids. And when she tries to talk him about anything else, he sends her off to do fucking housebreak again. I had to take another fucking break. <laughs> Fuck this movie. This is... Uh, uh, and uh. once again, his fucking inner monologue doesn't get it. She's like, why don't, he's like, why don't you go do domestic lady stuff? And she's like, yes, I really wanted to come to this party to not see you. And then yeah. she walks away and he goes, well, I guess she was being sarcastic about not wanting to spend time with me, but what does she really mean? Like, there's only one thing she can mean if that's sarcastic, you fucking idiot. You were going to watch you lick a shoe before this movie's over. Yeah. And I just want to say, this is not how our dinner parties go. Lucinda, so good to see you. You guys just get in? Yeah. C come on, Lucinda, we're leaving. 
We are not leaving. But I told Dave I hope he dies. We are not leaving. Stupid Dave. Hey, Bryce Coleman, you're uh, Anna's husband, right? Oh, uh, no. No, thank you. What? Sorry, what? Yeah, no, thank, thank you, but no. I, I just, it's just I can see your thoughts forming, your, your normal person, boring thoughts. I can see them, and I, I would like to pass. You'd like to pass? Yes, on... I pass. Enjoy the party. Your thoughts are normal. No, they're not. Hey, everybody. What's up? Steve! Hey, how you doing, dude? How's it going? Doing good. I hear for the host brought something. Oh, it's, uh, you, you brought a bottle of scotch. To, yeah. To brunch. Yep. You are welcome. Uh, Keith, that's super sweet of you, but I, I mean, you know, I don't drink and Noah doesn't drink and it's, it's 12 p.m. Not yeah. Late. Yeah. Already. Exactly. Let's pop this mother. Here we go. Woo. Brunch party. Scotch library. Scotch. <laughs> so, all right. So, yes, that party. Of, and God, that would have been such a better scene. But no, but they have the boring party. So they, they go home. And on the way home, she's going to give him a piece of her mind. Oh, yeah. He's like, so did you like going outside? You want to go for walkies? Walkies. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. I just like, why are you so mad? I just. I thought, and she's like, I, I don't know. I just thought you threw the ball. And so I was like running away and looking for it. <laughs> it turns out. Well, didn't even, See, you didn't even throw the ball. ball. You're a liar. Again, you're always yeah. a liar. <laughs> she goes, he's like, what are you so upset about? She's like, put yourself in my place, Tom. And he's like, no, because you don't have a penis. I don't get. He's, <laughs> he's like, put yourself in my place. What, like missionary gay? I won't. I wanted him to like <laughs> Start to scoot over in his chair as he's driving the car. No, Tom, not literally. Not literally. Stop. I don't know who's going to drive the car. Maybe the Japanese. (laughs) So you mentally like, like not right now in the physical space. Got it. Got it. Put myself in your place. Interesting. Uh, This dick is unsatisfying. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing this game. So, yeah, then he wonders what that would be like. What that would be like. How dare they steal the doodly-doo from us? (laughs) Yeah, right. Fuck you. Those are ours, goddammit. But, yeah, he reimagines the the scenario from that night, but with a gender swap, right? Yeah, he literally cannot imagine himself talking about his children or talking to women in general. He has to replace all the women in her scene with men, with his friends. But they have to be talking about football. They cannot be talking about well, their kids. And not only that, but when he goes in to interrupt, right? Because keep in mind that, like, when, when she came over to talk to him, they were talking about football. She just heard up six points and thought they were talking about stocks. So she started talking about stock market shit. But because this is the lady version of it, when he goes over, they're talking about gardening. And here he hears mixing and thinks they're talking about cooking. It's so embarrassing because that's what ladies, that's the lady equivalent of stocks and, and football, you see, is gardening. Gardening. And cooking. Oh, I wanted so badly for him to just hit her in the mouth in his doodly-doo. Like, honey, why don't you go, don't you talk to me that way? <laughs> And then he comes out of the doodly-doo. He comes out of the doodly-doo and he goes, why won't she talk to me? She literally just yes. spoke to you. Yes. 
You had a doodly do because she spoke to you. <laughs> yeah, the last things he said to her was, no, I'll never put myself in your shoes. And he wonders why she's mad at him. Yeah, right, right. He has his little doodly do moment. And then in his doodly do moment, he realizes, I guess I was a bit of an asshole. Let me hold her hand. Wait, she would hold my hand. Fuck this woman. Did she not see the doodly do? Oh, she didn't see the doodly do. Problem. All right, so now we cut to them in church. This entire group of people looks like they just came here fresh from chanting about who will and won't replace us. It's a terrifying crowd shot. Everyone in this room is a monster. I just wrote everyone who stood up at the State of the Union is here in this church. (laughs) (laughs) And she looks disgusted by her own singing. Just like physically nauseated by the sounds coming out of her. Either that or she's nauseated by the fact that there's a white starfish suctioned to her head. Oh, yeah. She looks like Nancy Pelosi at the State of the Union. She's like the the dead eyes. She keeps looking ahead. When is this over? Like the corners of her mouth are turning down because she just can't. She just can't with any of it. Yeah, and so we listen to this pastor talk about how we wouldn't have war and shit if everybody was Christian. We could live without crime, divorce, and preaching if we did unto others. I was like, "Eh, well, one of those we could do away with right now. (laughs) Yeah, he accidentally explains why religion is uh, 100% unnecessary. He's just like, if we all followed one simple moral code that it's kind of, well, it's it's actually like a priori. It's like built into everyone automatically, regardless (laughs) of their religion or irreligion. (laughs) Ah. So skeptic. No, damn it. All right. Uh, Anybody got an inner monologue you can drown me out with for the purposes of this movie? (laughs) Can we can I get into the doodly do where I punch a lady in the face or something? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So then then we get their inner monologues again while they're in church. And her inner monologue, by the way, is I sure wish he'd pay more attention to me because the male writers cannot imagine a woman wanting any other thing but more attention from her husband. Right. And yeah. then, nah, it's my fault. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, she basically, she says, she thinks to herself, you know, maybe this is all my fault in the movie's like, now you're getting warmer. <laughs> I guess I should be grateful he doesn't hit me this movie. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, jeez. Okay, so now it's morning. We're in the kitchen. She is dressed like Paddington Bear's mistress got caught. <laughs> and she is just jamming food into that baby. But she is feeding this. If you told me this baby was Heath's origin story, I'd be like, oh, sure. I get it. A lifelong desire to gently put food into his mouth. Okay. You don't need to force any food. I'm, I'm actively finding it myself. I feel like that's inaccurate. Yep. We get a montage of a woman drowning in toxic masculinity. Oh, all the, right. All the way through because all their kids are boys, right? So the boys are constantly yep. fighting. We haven't even mentioned the fact that one of their kids is clearly a sociopath. Oh, come, oh Tommy, Jesus. stop Tommy. waterboarding your brother. Yep. <laughs> we only do that to black protesters with the hose. Put yeah. The hose okay. down. <laughs> Exactly. So, and what we're supposed to see in this scene is basically like she's super stressed out and dad doesn't notice, right? The kids are fighting. The one kid won't eat. He knocks his bowl off the thing. But then just as he's walking out the door to work, dad says to her, he's like, I know. Let's have a family picnic in three and a half hours. You do all the work. I'll see you then. <laughs> you make me a, the solid brass balls on this gentleman to oh. just be like, ah, 
you seem stressed. Make me a picnic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I clearly don't have time. That's dumb, right? Yeah. Like today? And he's like, great, I'll be back at noon. Uh, have that shit ready. You're welcome for the picnic. Yes. He's like, oh, you're silly woman stuff. That doesn't matter. Push it back. <laughs> Do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and the birds, by the way, are not happy. Yeah, the birds are like, fuck, please kill me. We're done with this. And, and the, the husband seems to have no idea what's going on. He's like, yeah, I'll take you to lunch. You can just tie the kids to the floor or weigh them down with stones or something. I don't, I don't know. It'll be fine. <laughs> Do we know any kidnappers? We might know some kidnappers, right? <laughs> Could she be abducted in plain sight now on Netflix? We, we have uh, we have, um, we have preach. We have a priest. I bet he'd spend some time with our boys. All right. So she's mom and super hard. Tommy is now shoving sand up his brother's ass. Come on. <laughs> Tom, this this goddamn movie is a preview for we need to talk about Kevin. Who's we need this? to talk about Tommy. <laughs> Tommy is a sociopath. Yeah, she's like, stop sand blasting your brother. What did, we just said we only do that to black protesters. We just oh, said that. <laughs> yeah, she finds some weird stuff in the bedding too. Like she's like, oh, there's something in here and there's like a teddy bear and then she finds something else and she's like disgusted by it and I couldn't see what it was because the video was old and gray yeah. and I was like it looked kind of like cheese was it cheese <laughs> baby Heath runs in the room that's my later cheese fuck you <laughs> midnight snack I do have later cheese <laughs> in his bed oh my god having some later cheese alone in your house <laughs> I like to spread out a little pile here and there. So wherever I am, it's like being at a party, except I like everyone here. <laughs> num, num, numity, num, later cheese is now, now, now cheese. He's trying to offer some cheese to his scotch. <laughs> so, all right. So now we got to the picnic. <laughs> they just have little Ziploc bags of scotch <sighs> hanging off like clothes. <laughs> We've got a little, like, a hamster feeder. He just yeah, I was licks just the thinking, like, a hamster tank. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. So, all right, now we cut to the picnic. Dad's pretty pleased with himself on this picnic <sighs> idea. He's like, yeah, you know, you said this was going to be a lot of work, but I didn't have to do anything. I guess you were wrong. Oh, yeah, it's the best. And she's like, Tommy, go watch your kids. Like, sure, put the future serial killer in charge of his siblings. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, yeah. They were using cut footage from the bad seed for this. Yeah. No, this is how you hey. wind up with kids like me. Go pay attention. Don't let your brothers drown. We uh, we only do that to black protesters. <laughs> so, yeah. And so she says at one point, like they're chatting back and forth. The kids are out of the scene for a moment. And she's like, hey, could you mind? Would you mind like not constantly being an asshole every time we interact. But then he gets sad puppy eyes, so she apologizes and swears that she'll wife harder next time. Like, throughout this movie, she has the most reasonable complaints about her husband, and her husband is just like, I thought I'd hit you in the face with my dick. What? <laughs> yeah. And, and he says, what's wrong with us? Where's the spark? And I just wanted her to be like, outfit stop! <laughs> Montage. Well, he's asking. He literally asks her. So why don't we talk anymore? What happened? And she's like, Oh well, I I would always love to talk. He's like, Shut up, men are talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't done yet. She starts crying at one point, and he goes, Oh, for Pete's sake, what now? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Oh, oh, when she's right. crying, 
Which just is leave him at Tommy's in Tommy's oh mercy at this point. God damn it. Fuck this guy. When she's crying, he's like, no, talk to me now. Talk to me now. I expected him to put 20 seconds on the clock and make her tell him what's wrong with fundamentally wrong with their relationship and only using puns. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, yeah, go ahead. Fucking talk right now. Window open. Two, one, too slow. I gave you so much time. <laughs> Well, and also there's this great moment where they like share with each other what each of them wanted in the marriage. And the wife is like, I wanted you to comfort me and help me through my fears and insecurities and love me with intensity. And the husband was like, I wanted eggs that were made already. Um, also, I didn't want you to age. Yeah, didn't expect her to age. <laughs> what? It's pretty awesome. I mean, to be fair to this movie, nobody wants to watch a movie about realistic couple fights. I didn't say you always did that. I said, I think you forgot that you did that. I, I don't think I forgot. Okay. Well, then I remembered incorrectly for the second time. Okay. You must have. Yep. That is mm -hmm. what must have happened. Yep. Well, it did. Cool. Really? Just right here in the living room? It's a playhouse for the kitties. It's 23 feet tall. They need multiple floors. They do. They need seven. It, it blocks the front door. Not if you go up on the ramp. First, first ramp. What? I, I said it's fine. I'm sure they'll love it. More scotch, Heath? Why, thank you, Heath. You're kind of a wild card, aren't you? Yes, I am. He is happy. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Having a good time with himself. All right. So and then then he and by the way, if you ever want to end a wet, uh, marriage real quick, this is a great way to start. He says, I guess the problem is that my mom was a better wife than you. Oh, yeah, he's a my mom was a slave. So I figure, you know, slave. Yeah. <laughs> and then like as though he's conceding something, he goes, you know, I wouldn't want a perfect wife anyway. Totally. And your friends are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well i love this moment where she's like scraping the bottom of the barrel for compliments to try to find something nice to say about him and he doesn't notice oh my god she goes you know what i love most about you security and it's, whoa <laughs> yeah. if, if anna ever says the thing she loves most about me is security there will be a loud pop and the conversation will be over. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally. So, yeah, no, the good things about our, our relationship are that, you know, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love how you take you... up space. <laughs> I love how you to be. You are. I love how you is. Which implies, you think, therefore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you think, therefore? It's not, I know it's not reversed. All right, so, uh. the, but then the kids start bitching and they have to go see what, you know, the, what Tommy is pulling the wings off of. Um, So we <laughs> cut to another scene. Dad's unloading groceries. Dad is dadding, but that's easier than momming. And they get into another fight instantly. Oh, my God. This... She goes, can you warm up a vegetable for the baby? So I don't know <laughs> that was what like, that meant in the 1960s. Did you just phrasing? Did you heat up one single vegetable? <laughs> you just what? popped a carrot in a microwave until it was soft enough to <laughs> shove at your baby at lightning speed? No, I help us out here. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I had babies in the 60s. I know all about that. Yeah. But he's so mad that she suggests that he heat up that carrot that he like packs his shit and leaves forever. Practically. Like, <laughs> yeah, goes out for a pack of cigarettes. Yep. He sprints from the room. Yeah. So yep. he, he goes, to, she asks him to do it and then he gets distracted by something. She comes in. She's like, are you doing that? And he's like, I'll do it in a second. She's like, I'll do it myself. And the soundtrack is pretty sure he's going to stab her to death for that. Yeah. Oh, I was 99% sure he was about to hit this woman and credits. Like, he was the good guy. Like, that was in the end of the movie. And it was just like, like a PSA at the end. Fucking Mitt Romney walks out. Just like, Sometimes don't your be uppity. The Mormon God. you know. Fragile masculinity, the movie. All right, I'm sorry. I don't want us to completely pass over the Mormon you know. That was pretty oh, good. Oh, no, but. that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Good. And, of course, her inner monologue, you know, he's, he storms off and sulks because he didn't warm up the vegetable correctly. And her inner monologue is basically, I guess it's my fault our marriage isn't better. Yeah, her inner monologue is like, well, Donna, you opened your lady hole again, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> And they conclude with like, well, there's been literally nothing positive about this entire marriage. Maybe we should change ourselves fundamentally. And that's the issue. <laughs> yep. Or yes. is, it, yeah. is it a crazy, crazy institution? And Heath is absolutely right. It's one of the things I said. It's one of those two things. Yeah. Or, or these two people just shouldn't be fucking married. And this yeah. could be a divorce. Sorry. Yeah. I'm Heath pretty might. sure Heath is nailing it. No, me and, me and Lucinda's existence kind of fucks up your theory. Um, so, but you yeah, sure? but imagine how much later cheese do you have? <laughs> More than you. As much as I want. More than as you guys do by a lot. Winning. I'm winning like Charlie fucking Sheen. So, okay, I'm going to have sex later today. He um, has the AIDS virus. So, I will too. <laughs> the AIDS virus. <laughs> I'm going to cut, cut out my setup for that. It's so nice to be the editor. I'll cut out my setup for that. Everybody wins. <laughs> Except Charlie Sheep. All right. And and that's the end of the movie, right? Well, that's they're, it. They're like, they're like, oh, well. You know, uh, we got mad at each other. Let's not do that anymore. And then they hug and the birds aren't angry anymore. Right? They don't just hug. They have an aggressive rubbing their face together like they're trying to share chapstick kiss. <laughs> like yeah, like they're trying to shave the faces down a little, like they're whittling down yeah. the noses. Yeah. Like she's just trying to get as much razor burn from his stubble <laughs> as possible. It looked painful. All right, so we watched two films today, or zero, depending on how you want to count them. <laughs> Which was better and why? Um, no. Reject the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with For the Birds because I now get husband points just by not being Tommy. So I'm, I'm nailing it. Nailing it. That's fair. I'm going to go for For the Birds because of creative fashion choices. Ooh, well, there you yeah. go. And I'm also going to go for for the birds because the other one has already been purged from my memory. Um, <laughs> Fair. So, Anna, we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us today. But damned if Eli can't try, Valentine's Day <laughs> is coming up. Um, if our audience wanted to hear a little more from, from you, where should they go? I have an album on iTunes and 
Spotify and all those music things. You can definitely download slash buy that slash stream it slash add it to one of your playlists and give me money. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's where I, you can find me. Awesome. And of course, we'll have that linked in the show notes as well. Um, now, that's going to do it for our review of these two pieces of shit, but it's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to donate to Eli's alimony payments. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. The Missing Christians, a 1952 rapture film. Yeah, and also, you sound like you're from 1952. It's almost like we were going to do a different movie and then recorded this late and edited it different so we could squeeze into the episode quick before we threw it out. Huh. Well, I, I can tell you one thing. I did not say the wrong movie in our other record. That no. is not what happened. No, you didn't, and there's no evidence that you did. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 182 to a merciful close and make the audio sound normal again. Once again, a huge thanks to Anna Bosnick for hanging out with us today, and a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors to help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among the ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. If if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptic Ride, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright, Neil Bosty, I'm no illusions, promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club clothes. Blind Girl from the first movie and Mormon Lady from the second movie eventually got together for a beautiful lesbian relationship. They even threw a surprise coming out party during which they preemptively disowned the Mormon parents. <laughs> After Valentine was beheaded, his eyebrows journeyed forth to seek their fortunes. <laughs> Theodora converted to Christianity and was executed later that day. Heath and Later Cheese lived happily ever after. <laughs> No. <laughs> now it's Robin Hood is giving listeners of scathing. Nope. <laughs> nope, you wouldn't have Sunday. remembered it. And if you did remember it, you would have remembered it capitalized correctly. See? You must have remembered it differently. <laughs> yes, I must have. <laughs> yeah, that was capitalized correctly. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright 2019, all rights reserved.